0: Hey everybody, it's Benji and Chris with the Generation Fit episode number three. We've got a special edition. Yes, special edition on the third episode. That's how cool we are. Special edition holiday episode. Today we're going to be talking about navigating fat loss during the holidays. Yeah, this will be a fun one, guys. This
1: will be a fun one because trust me, I do or still used to do all of these things or at least was... Fallen victim to all of these points. So it'll be fun to go through with uh, each point And you'll see if you're going to be falling victim this holiday season. And to help you prevent it from happening. So you understand why or why not you're not losing fat. Or at least maintaining throughout the holidays. But before we go on. Uh, I wanted to see. We got a lot of questions on what our favorite holiday movie. Desserts. All that fun stuff. So we're going to go through those first. And then we'll go on with the episode. But all right. So Benji, favorite
0: holiday dessert or treat? Favorite holiday dessert. I'm pretty bad with desserts, actually, because I'm not (laughs) a big dessert eater, because what would happen is I would eat so much of it that I would just feel horrible like the entire night. So no matter what great holiday or event it was, I just felt like crap. And I was in the bathroom most of the time. Not fun. (laughs) I learned eventually, guys. So maybe just simple chocolate chip cookies. I know that's not very festive. I'm trying to think of things, maybe... No, oh, Santa Claus um, eats them. Yeah, Santa Claus eats them, so I'm in good company. Uh,
1: <laughs> yeah, perfectly fine.
0: <laughs> How about you, Chris? Ooh, I would say
1: it's got to be a little tiebreaker. So, for one, if there are new viewers, um, growing up, I didn't celebrate Christmas, just uh, with my family's religious beliefs, but as I got older, I celebrated with my friends and family, so I started trust me experimenting experimenting with lots of foods and i trust me, i love all of them honestly but i think the ones that stand out are the christmas cookies overall it's gotta be gotta be up there um but i you can't go wrong with either snickerdoodle chocolate chip or just anything with christmas on them um but the biggest things i love are like especially the desserts i love every single you name it cheesecake the apple pies even though it's more thanksgiving but there's definitely some extras left. Yep. <laughs> uh, but any any big dessert, I'm a huge fan of. I'm not the biggest fan of, like, candy canes. I don't know. It wasn't a big thing to me. Uh, even growing up, I remember, like, when I was fat and 205 pounds. I don't know. It didn't really hit me. It didn't really hit home. It just tastes like a peppermint. Or, it you it need is. to get different flavored candy canes. You need to up your game. Hey, it's like, spearmint, too, but it's green. So it's not, like, it, there's no there's no green candy canes out that, out in the North Pole. Come on now. So no, you're right. <laughs> you put well, me to shame there real quick. <laughs> <laughs> but no, those favorite dessert, honestly, just uh, anything sweet I used to honestly love. So, I was, it was just deprived. So, it was kind of like a compensation mechanism. But, all right. So then, favorite movies. Let's go over ooh. that. That's a good one. We got that question a lot. Oh, okay. There's so, too many. <laughs> yeah, realistically. Favorite movie. I have to say, so the ones I watched the most, I would say, Elf has got to be up there. Uh, Die Hard is a Christmas movie. That's true. Home Alone is a Christmas movie. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I don't to, But here's the thing. It was funny. Of all those movies, I still think in terms of holidays, Eight Crazy Nights from Adam Sandler is still one of my favorite holiday movies. Oh yeah, all I forgot time. about that. All, it's I know that's not a Christmas movie, so I might get some. Uh, might get some holiday shade. movie. Yeah. yeah, I might get some shade on the on the uh, internet here but
0: no, that's right we're all about equality here you know equality of <laughs> holidays so um it's totally okay
1: <laughs> <laughs> but yeah either way i would say eight crazy nights for a holiday and then
0: for christmas I, would, I gotta say elf elf i wish for some Kwanzaa movies like to spice things up this year they gotta start coming out with those eventually yeah maybe yeah um there's a the market exactly um i'll watch them but uh, <laughs> for me there's just so many i know last year with my girlfriend i watched 25 movies in the 25 days of, up to Christmas. Yeah, yeah. And that got old really quick after maybe eight days. burnt myself out. I think my favorite movie, at least the most meaningful movie, is It's a Wonderful Life. Very old school movie, Beautiful. but it talks a lot about the the meaning of life, what your purpose is here on Earth. That's, it paints this perfect picture through cinema. Absolutely love that. Great movie. But in terms of more fun movies, I would say... I'm going to go with that this is a Christmas movie. It's called Why Him with James Franco. Have uh-huh. you ever seen that one? No, I have not. I'm yeah, not. That, that one's pretty wild. I feel like James Franco reminds um, me of me in that movie. really like that one. He was canceled now. Um, <laughs> and then the other one is The Night Before with Seth Rogen as the main character with um, Anthony Mackie and the the guy that was in Batman. What's his name? Which one? Levitt. Is that his name? Joseph Levitt Gordon? Yeah, that guy. Robin? Yeah, you know you know what I'm talking about. Chris is a big Batman fan, so he big got me. He's got me covered. But yeah, like I'm a big comedy movie fan, but I also switch that up and go. I'm basically bipolar at my movies. Very meaningful <laughs> movie. It's a Wonderful Life. So that for my favorite movies. Yeah. Uh, and then the,
1: the last big question out of all the f- questions that we got was: What is if? What are your favorite parts of if or if not the favorite part of the holiday season?
0: Getting gifts, getting as many <laughs> gifts as possible. Nah, um, for me, obviously it's changed throughout my life because I haven't been on earth that long. So when I was younger, I was it was about probably gifts and just eating fun desserts and stuff like that. But now I kind of just enjoy the spirit of the season. I think people, especially in our society today, people are very on edge and kind of uh, hyper-polarized. But during the holiday season, people are a little more... um a little more easygoing, a little more respectful of each other and even with families families are very polarized these days on many issues, you know, it's that like classic meme now where it's like oh sitting down at the dinner table on Christmas or Thanksgiving talking about politics but <laughs> no I, politics. Yeah, exactly. No politics, guys. But I think during Christmas that starts to fade out a little bit and what the actual meaning of the season is supposed to be is celebrated and families are a little more in touch with that meaning, so I do enjoy the family element in in my case. Um, I do have lots of memories, but what I'm doing this year anyways is, <laughs> this is going to be a fun one. My girlfriends, cousins, wives, family's house. I'm going to on the 23rd. Uh-huh. Okay. Follow me with this guys. On the 24th, I'm doing my family's Christmas Eve. Uh-huh. Um, so I go over to my grandmother's house and that's, I've been doing that ever since I was really little and that's when I get the a lot of gifts on that day. So that's a very exciting day. And then Christmas Day, I still open up the gifts under the tree with my, I live at home still. So with my sisters, I have two younger sisters and that's very, very fun as well. And then after that, I'll go to my girlfriend's aunt's house where they have a crap ton of people there. So I'm just all over the place this holiday season, which I'm excited about, but lots of memories to be made. How about you, Chris? Damn. Okay. So (laughs) top that. (laughs) (laughs)
1: Yeah. Not me. Uh, like I said, in context, my uh, my family didn't celebrate or still doesn't really celebrate. So uh, realistically, it's it was all for good reason. And now it just makes me understand that it makes me appreciate more of uh, what's going on and the, being more present with being happy with what you have. And I didn't realize that, you know, you, growing up, imagine all your friends and families are all partying and playing around, getting gifts. And you're the only kid that wasn't or one of the few that didn't celebrate. And that's discouraging. So, uh, for for me, the biggest part of the holiday season is more of uh, taking, is just being more present uh, and being more grateful for what you have. Absolutely. Um, because the in my, in my cases, um, I, all my grandparents are already passed, so I don't have them anymore around. I only have my immediate family here. Um, I don't need gifts to be happy to be uh, to be happy. That I love spending time with them, and I don't have much time with them um, just because I'm on my own and. We all have our separate lives and I'm running two businesses, but it's just a matter of prioritizing time. So when I do go see them, it's it means a lot more to me than getting, giving each other gifts, uh, even if, even if they, th- they are thoughtful, which I still love doing. Um, mm-hmm. But it's really just the quality time spent with the ones that I love
0: are yep. the ones. When Chris was younger, he was the guy that Adam Sing- Sandler s- sang about in the Hanukkah song. Except <laughs> yeah. he wasn't Jewish, so he didn't get gifts for that either. He just... <laughs> but uh, I I totally agree with the sentiment that you're expressing. All jokes aside, I um I've totally learned to just be grateful for what we have and to be present in the moment because we live in such an overprivileged society as a whole, living in this country and like especially where we've grown up mm-hmm. in like the precise location. You know, there's at, we are more privileged than anyone else at any other time in human history Obviously. and in still in anyone else in the world basically if you're looking at it on a percentage basis you know even our like poor people are richer than 99% of all people who have ever existed in society so I'm, I should be more than grateful for what I have and I've learned that throughout the, the last few years specifically as I've matured a bit and I just like to enjoy what I do have which is my family and the human relationships I have and like I mentioned before, It's a Wonderful Life is a movie that pretty much expresses that. So uh, watching that movie that brought me to tears and my, I remember my English teacher told me when I was a sophomore to watch that and I, lo- I pretty much learned that lesson then watching that movie. So I definitely recommend it to you guys. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, it's
1: oh, that was one of my favorite movies of all time. I'm just a uh, holiday movie. It's very eye-opening. Yeah. But all right, so now getting to the episode, we have the first problem with fat loss during the holidays. And the first one is People overeat and ust- underestimate how many calories that they are taking in. And I cannot explain this further enough that even as coaches, that we underestimate how much we eat by a minimum of 10%. Trust me, it's super hard to even guess guesstimate how much or how much you're taking in at that holiday dinner or around the holidays, because your aunt susie, my aunt lucy, your uncle ben made all these dishes, they're all holiday related, whether it be your glazed ham, whether it be all those christmas cookies that i still love, and i will take all of yours. but <laughs> but you cannot guess how many calories are in that cookie or in that meal because imagine how much oil they're putting in, what they're seasoning it with. so most people are honestly off by about 10 to 25% and that's still lowballing it okay that so twenty five percent so just to give you a picture twenty five percent incorrect in calories, and let's say it's two thousand calories is your maintenance, right so one fourth is five hundred
0: so that's at least five hundred calories off
1: than what you're than what you're doing
0: yeah, I mean it's very easy to be off in the amount of calories you're eating when all of these foods are things that are you're very unaccustomed to because they're only around during the holiday season, so they're going to be things that are very calorie dense and high in sugars that's just going to like totally um, inflate how many calories you're actually taking in. And then that's going to make you hungrier and you're going to want to eat more too. So people get very stressed out during the holiday season when it comes to eating because they know it's coming and they know that they've fallen victim to it every year, mm-hmm. but they don't have any solutions to it. So they they get very freaked out about this. And then as a result, they underestimate calories.
1: Oh, yeah. I mean, just really, realistically, just if you can think about it,
0: you're eating your favorite holiday dish? Oh no, name some holiday dishes because I don't know too many. Uh, well, eggnog, but that's not a dish. Uh, <laughs> I can't. Th- I'm not good off the top of my head with holiday dishes because I'm a picky eater, believe it or not. Um,
1: I eat a lot, but
0: I'm picky with it. Ham is usually one of them that I remember. But I mean, what my family does here. I'll yeah, go add on, into go. the beginning there, but we do. We're Italian, or at least one side of my family is. So they do. I think it's. I'm gonna mess this up, and ta- real Italians are gonna be mad at me. But I think it's like seven dishes or nine dishes of seafood. Can't remember. Do you know? The Seven fishes. Or the nine fishes. Uh, seven or nine fishes. <laughs> I'm kind of with one of them. But yeah, we do somewhere between seven and nine fishes as Italians. And I eat all of that. So it's actually relatively healthy compared to what the average person is. Oh, so it yeah. doesn't really prove our example, but there are lots of holiday dishes out there that are just very high in calories. You you name it, whatever your holiday traditions are, they're going to be there. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. So the first practical takeaway for this is, if especially if you're cooking your own food, And maybe you're not going to that that big holiday party, but that you're still want to be festive and all that fun stuff. Um, If you're making your own food, what we recommend is definitely adding a spray oil instead of using actual oil. And it's not because it's healthier or not healthier, but it's the fact that spray oils have negligible calories versus if you do tablespoons of oil, that adds hundreds, if not a thousand calories extra into that food itself. And... Trust me, it is scary to see. The biggest example of this is steak. Go to a steakhouse, and if you even ask the chef what they did or how much butter they put on that steak, it is... (laughs) They don't know. It's at least two sticks of butter. Two sticks. Two sticks. One for the beginning on the sear, and then as it keeps drizzling into the steak and then
0: the second one on top just so they can actually flip yeah. it in. it's not like low calorie vegan butter either it's <laughs> just like normal butter you know um, you're absolutely right and that's one of the advantages of spray oil is that it one it tells you one spray or however many sprays is equated to a certain amount of calories it's you can't incredible. really mess that up you can't spray more than the bottle allows you to whereas when you're pouring something you're pouring oil out of something you could totally mess up the portions and go over times five times six times seven the amount of calories you thought you put in Mm -hmm. and right there alone even if you're you put that on something as healthy as chicken breast grilled chicken breast you can totally underestimate how many calories you're eating and maybe be eating four or five times more accidentally yeah, it's actually it's
1: actually absurd how much you can be underestimating and overeating just by a simple, a simple simple thing of just lessening the oil amount in your dishes, especially if you are making your own dishes. Because my goodness, you don't want to add a thousand calories and you don't even taste it. That's the saddest part. And then next thing you know, you'll be eating all the cookies next door, and then the cookies. Then you have all the the other sweets that I can't think of on top of my head, but like yeah, chocolates.
0: Exactly, Choc- whatever sweets that exist. We're, we're not good off the top of our head here with the thinking of food dishes, but let's say that you're not making your dishes or you did not make your dishes and you're very excited and you overeat on them anyways. Um, we, what we recommend is just having a plan before you go into it. So you want to allocate more calories um, to the day that you're, to, whether it's Christmas or most likely Christmas, let's go with that. So let's say Christmas 25th. You want to allocate many more calories than what you're typically eating on a day to that one particular day. So let's say that in order to maintain your body weight, you need 2,000 calories and that's about what you're eating right now. Maybe on Christmas day, you're going to be eating 3,000 or even up to 3,500 on that day. You can splurge a little bit. We're going to keep that in check, but you want to have a plan in the week leading up to that day. So let's say that in one day on Christmas, you're eating 1,500 calories over what you're used to. Then in each day of the week leading up to it, we don't want you to just totally skip meals or starve yourself. Eat maybe max 200, 300 calories less on each of those days, and that's going to add up to that 1,500 calories that you overeat on Christmas Day. What we want to do is stop associating overeating with something very negative and then eating significantly less after Christmas. You want to make sure you have a plan for before it, not after. Because that creates a positive feedback loop and that's not good psychologically and that can mess you up in the future. And that's probably why you keep overeating every single holiday season. And we want to avoid that as best as possible. So, as soon as Christmas ends, you had your plan, you ate that way up to Christmas Day, you eat more calories. And then, as soon as that's done, go back to your original plan. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You don't,
1: like Benji said, you do not want to fall in, we actually call it exercise induced bulimia. And all that is, is that you're exercising, you're trying to exercise off all the calories that you intake, uh, whether it's the day or the week prior. And it's a perpetual, non ending loop, which is not good because if you really think about it, to burn that many calories through exercise is an insane amount of movement. Uh, The easiest example I can give you is imagine uh, jogging a mile at a certain speed very lightly um, to burn off one fry of calories, like just one French fry. 100 calories, let's just say, uh, it takes about a mile and a half at like a very slow, slow pace. So you can't out-exercise your diet. So that's why, like Coach Benji just said, is you want to plan out the week. And that is just a very numbers-based approach, which is very, very helpful, especially with the ones that we do with our clients. And, and another approach is just more of like uh, doing practical sampling sizes with your hands, is that even during the week, if you are eating less and planning less, um, he did numerically, I'll give you practical, yep. is that during the week leading up to Christmas, that you just overall eat less carbohydrates and or fats. So in this case, if you normally have rice for dinner or pasta for lunch or bread for breakfast, that you take out at least one serving of each at each meal or you take it out majority, like almost completely throughout the day. So when you lead up to the day that you can just... Eat relaxed and enjoy the foods around you so you don't have to overthink about it. And guess what? Once you get past the holidays, forget about it. It's done. You're back on to your next plan.
0: Yeah. And let's say the day of you're at your family holiday party and there's lots of food there and there's going to be multiple courses. Lots of people, what they do is they plan on skipping meals, whether it's before they actually showed up or until the main course. And all it's going to do is give you more cravings and make you more hungry to the point where you probably binge eat on your final meal and you think, oh, because I ate nothing, I could just eat everything now on this final meal. And that couldn't be further from the case because what happens with a lot of people is, like I said, they binge eat and then they eat so many more calories, such a surplus of calories of what they actually think they're eating. And that's another thing that contributes to underestimating the total calories you're eating because it's almost that like you alluded to before, that guesstimation of how much you're eating. And that's only predicated on the fact that they just didn't eat anything leading up to the final course. Mm -hmm. So that's flawed logic, obviously. But many people, they don't understand that because no one's calling them out on that because everyone else is doing the same thing.
1: (laughs) Yeah, basically. Yeah,
0: so instead of skipping meals, just lower portion sizes and follow the tips that we recommended before and the ones that we're about to go into again. Yeah, absolutely. So, and the problem number two is food always
1: being readily available to eat now your friends your families your place doesn't matter whoever's hosting the party wherever the party's gonna be fun at realize that there there will always be food out or being able to be eaten so this is a big problem especially with our habit-based eaters like the ones that like to nitpick or have things edible around or they eat without thinking especially uh the ones that we work with uh the people that have leave little like nuts at their desk. They'd be nitpicking calories, and the biggest thing here is that you want to have a conscious decision that you're trying not to do that—to have full meals at every at every time that you're going to eat, versus just having it right then and there, like oh, I'm going to have this cookie or this hors d'oeuvre or this little appetizer. Whereas you should just eat it all together at one time, so you can actually feel full when you are actually full and still enjoy the foods that you want to enjoy versus you adding up hundreds if not thousands of calories just hidden because you're just eating munching eating munching talking socializing and the next thing you know you eat four thousand calories and brownies and cookies
0: oh, absolutely and a lot of people they eat a bunch of things and then they vilify themselves afterwards so they fall victim to what chris just described they're socializing, talking to lots of people and inherently eating lots of calories without being aware of it. And then they vilify themselves after whether they think they need to exercise it off or they think that they just don't like themselves. They're unhappy with their decision that they made and now they don't get to enjoy the holidays, but they're stressed about it. Instead, you need to set up this framework in your mind. You almost need to hack your brain by saying that I am choosing to eat this thing that is conventionally considered to be unhealthy in moderate amounts because I want to, and because I enjoy it. That's it. Because you already set up your plan. You follow tip number one. You're following our other tips that we're recommending. And that is okay now to eat certain foods that are considered to be conventionally unhealthy. This is one day. This is one day out of the year. It's not every other meal. So you need to understand psychologically that you're okay. You're in a good position. You're not going to ruin all your progress. Mm -hmm. You guys need to understand that.
1: Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's... Social gatherings and seeing your family, a lot of it, you have to understand nutrition is also tied to your culture, your backgrounds, uh, the whole, it brings in the whole, I guess, setting of Christmas and
0: the holidays. So, and you want to be able to enjoy it. Like, yeah. that's the whole point, right? Me I mean, Chris, we're talking about all our favorite memories, what we like to do, what we're looking forward to, mm-hmm. forward to. How are you going to enjoy it if you're stressed out about everything you're eating, right? Like, that's, it's not good. That's not fun. No
1: no 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 one wants to go through that no enjoy it put in your mind that you can enjoy it enjoy in moderation the difference is that you are planning to set up so you're really successful and that you're trying we call it damage control but just making sure that you're not overdoing it on any front so you're not taking four steps backwards just so you have to go five steps forward realistically is that you're already three steps ahead and then you take two small steps back yep. that's That's kind of like the framework that we're working in here.
0: And let's go more specifically into something like drinking calories, because that's another thing that's very easy if you're socializing, whether it's you're drinking beer because you're just chilling with your family members that you haven't seen in a while, just hanging out like most people do, or whether it's something like eggnog, which is also very calorie dense and you can eat a lot on that. Our recommendation would be first to try and drink it in moderation, just be aware of what you're doing. That's a very simple answer. So In in this case, if you're drinking beer and you have 10 every year, maybe this year aim for like five. That's going to be significantly less calories. It's going to allow you to actually enjoy the meals that you're having during the year. And I mean, that's kind of just a simple quick fix. That's kind of cliche because you're saying, oh, drink less and then you'll less calories. But I mean, there's other tips as well. Mm -hmm. (laughs) That's so funny
1: you say that because it reminds me of uh, like I I, I go to some of people's families of. christmas parties and there's always the one family member that drinks completely just drinks themselves to the ground and it's because he does not like any of the family members so he just absolutely (laughs) absolutely drinks himself to obliteration so he doesn't have to deal mentally with any of the family members are you describing yourself no i'm just kidding (laughs) kidding. (laughs) but it's just it's just so it just like brought like a memory back in my head when when you mentioned that but yeah just Overall, drinking calories is the same thing with the whole oil situation and the cooking. It's just there's so many calories to be to be in there, and you don't know how many calories are in there. And it does not fill your stomach up. It actually makes you hungrier. Think about it. You're taking in only 100 calories, let's say, in drinking. So like what, a shot of alcohol, any of it, like vodka, tequila, it's like around 100. You take that in versus an actual source of protein. So like let's say in this chicken breast is 100 calories. Per serving, But let's just say something like steak or roast beef or things that are traditionally ate on this day that it's going to fill your stomach up. So if you eat it versus drink it, you will feel fuller. But if you take in like six holiday eggnogs, man, I mean, trust me, those are definitely filling. But you will be hungry very soon. And after having those eggnogs, you've you got to pair it
0: with a cookie. I mean, I don't make the rules. but <laughs> well, Exactly. Imagine you, Chris is right. Those are the rules um, in the official Christmas handbook, actually. But if okay. you, it says in the North Pole. Um, but if you take all of these sugary foods, that's going to make you want to uh, eat more calories. It's going to make you hungrier. Um, if you drink a significant amount of alcohol or just really any alcoholic beverage that's going to make you more hungry, you're going to want to take in more calories. Same thing with eggnog. You have to pair it with a Christmas cookie, like (laughs) Chris said. So you you combine all of these things and then you're very socially unaware. So you're splurging on calories on one end before the meal starts. And then you get to the meal and you're actually more hungry because you ate things that are inducing more hunger. Mm -hmm. And then you're eating things with a lack of awareness. That are very calorie dense during your actual meals, So it's very difficult navigating that. And we totally understand that because we enjoy the same foods that you do during Christmas. Mm-hmm. And which perfectly trans- transitions to problem number three, which is
1: peer pressure. Uh, our clients especially, once they have a plan, they want to execute the plan. And some family members, some people that you uh, only see once a year, they are are judging you right away. They're seeing how you look, what you're doing, all your habits. They want to catch up with you. And one of the biggest things that we have noticed is our clients that have had plans that their family members or friends or people in those social situations, they're peer pressuring them to eat, eat more, drink more, whatever it may be. And this is at the root cause, just a reflection of themselves saying that they don't want you to change even if it is better for yourself. It's their own insecurities. Yeah. Yeah, they're basically putting their insecurities on them in this case, our clients. And what we are uh, trying to do is help our clients be better with understanding why that's the root cause and trying to stick to their guns. And now, trust me, that is not the best way to go about it. So uh, what you want to do is, and what you can do, is one of our coaches, uh, Jordan Syatt, shout out. Uh, He's a great guy. Um, He recommends doing a challenge so when somebody says oh i want like why aren't you drinking those 10 beers like uh, benji alluded to <laughs> well this year i'm doing a challenge and i'm trying to take in half the beers i normally drink or drink half the times i normally do and usually what happens is if you are doing a ch- if you say to somebody a challenge that they don't want to be the person that they're gonna break you off that challenge like yes they want you to be the same person that you were last year and do what you normally do be that fun drunk guy at the bar or at the social event but now as if you say it's a challenge they won't want to break you down right so they don't want to be the reason why you failed they yeah. want to, they want to see you fail
0: exactly you this goes for all diets or exercise regimens lots of people whether it's your family members close friends usually those are the the uh, culprits or just society as a whole, they're going to want to try and break you out of your new positive habits because they're not engaged in those habits and they want you to fall with them. And so instead of them being the people that are going to r- ruin your new exercise program, ruin your new diet, if you tell them, hey, I'm engaging in a challenge. So instead of just showing them what you're doing and acting on it and then recognizing that and judging you, if you say, hey, I'm engaged in a challenge, just saying the word challenge subconsciously. tells people in their brain that, hey, I don't want to be the person that's like ruining their challenge. Then I'm going to be the asshole that did that. Mm -hmm. And then they don't say anything or they don't try and make you break that challenge. Mm -hmm. So that is definitely a great pro tip right there. And it's it's very, very eye-opening. I think that helps tons. But notwithstanding that, I do want to go on and say that there's going to be times where you tell people, hey, this is a challenge and they're still going to be an asshole and try and make you break your um, diet or your exercise program, whatever the case is. But in this case, it's going to be at the dinner table during the holidays. There's going to be people that still try and peer pressure you no matter what you do. And in this case, it all comes down to individual responsibility. That is key. You need to make the conscious decision yourself. Say, I'm going to be mentally strong. I'm going to be strong-willed. And I'm going to do what I want to do because I know in the long run, that makes me feel better. That makes me a better person. And that's in line with my goals. And the person that's trying to get me to delve off onto another path, they're not going the same places I'm going. They don't have the same goals I do. And the results speak for it themselves. So you guys need to understand that. And it ultimately comes down to individual responsibility and you guys taking um, accountability for yourselves when it comes to achieving your goals.
1: Mm -hmm. Yeah, and we're not saying to be an absolute dick about this either. No, (laughs) no, no, not at all. (laughs) By all means, if somebody asks you like, oh, you've changed, oh, you usually normally eat, this entire gingerbread house, <laughs> and you're like, oh, this year I, you know, I've sworn, I've sworn off sugar or added sugars, and you don't eat it. Um, they're gonna qu- obviously question you, and they might keep pushing you to eat it. Just be, look, be polite, and understand that this is on you that you don't want to eat it because you are now growing as a person. You're trying yes. to, get, you're trying to be fitter, healthier, and mm-hmm. not, and not taking 100 grams of sugar in one sitting because that is honestly impressive if you do. Um, I could do that. <laughs> <laughs> I know, I'm sure we could, <laughs> but. The goal is to delve away from that and understand that you are doing this for yourself, that you are responsible for decisions at the end of the day. Nobody is forcing you to eat that entire gingerbread house. And if they are, well, shh, tell me where they are. I got them.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Don't <laughs> let them force you to. I don't think anyone's literally forcing you to, like Chris said. If someone's like, hey, you want these, this Chris, like imagine grandma comes over and she's like, you want my Christmas cookies? And like, fuck you, grandma. Like, no, you don't want, <laughs> like, Eat your grandma's cookie. Just don't eat like a hundred of them. Follow through with your plan and follow the other tips and it's going to work out. Yeah. Yeah. Just look, just be polite about it. And then look, stand your ground
1: as best you can. If they're forcing you, well, I got your back. Yeah. It
0: gets harder when you have families of 20, 30, like when it gets to much bigger dining parties, but stand up for what you believe in, even if you're standing alone. That is the most important tip here. Boom. Bam. (laughs) All right. Let's get into the last problem. Lack of awareness. This is a very simple problem that I think almost everyone falls victim to, but it's also one of the easiest fixes, actually. And lots of people, they're not even thinking about what they're eating. They are just eating Christmas cookies, eggnog, whatever our food that Chris and I, for some reason, can't think of off the top of our heads. But all the treats and sweets and holiday foods that exist, lots of people just, like Chris said, you're either socializing, you're just eating them in the moment. You're eating copious amounts of them during the actual dinner and there's so many meals. There's just always food out. You're not even aware. You're just eating things and you're not even thinking about it at all. There is no plan. You're just not thinking. Mm
1: -hmm. Yeah, so it alludes back to the prior points as well. But first is setting up a plan and being aware of what you're going to do as best as possible, right? We can obviously just plan for the best and execute as best as you can. Uh, That's the first things first. Now, just general lack of awareness is more of just... You're trying to either fall back to the tendencies that you were before doing. And now it's you're trying to implement these new habits. And what might happen is that you get off of it because it's the easy way out uh, or that you just completely forget. But having that plan is priority number one. Okay. And part number two is eating full whole meals, because if you're eating full whole meals that At least you're full before you're going to say yourself like, okay, I want to have that extra dessert or whatever it might be. So you're going to be full first and then you're still going to make that conscious decision to go have that XYZ item because you just want to, because you normally don't have it in the holidays. Like my thing was cannoli. I love cannoli. Oh my goodness. And I only usually only had that around the holidays. So even if I was deathly full with a nice big belly sticking out about five inches out, I would still make room somehow for that cannoli, which doesn't make any sense. But at least knew I was full first. (laughs) But if you keep snacking in between and just taking in, you know, you go over here, go talk to Uncle Ben, and then you go over there and talk to Aunt Lucy, and then you go about 25 steps backwards, and you got your uh, sister, Kathy. Next thing you know, each at each stop, they're all eating cookies and sweets and hors d'oeuvres. Next thing you know, you're about a thousand calories deep.
0: (laughs) Yeah, you don't want to be like Uncle Ben. He dies in Spider-Man, so... (laughs) Stand your ground. (laughs)
1: For a good cause. Yes. (laughs) That's true. (laughs) That's true too. For a good cause. So maybe not a good example. (laughs) Yeah. But understand it's mostly psychological, okay? One out of 4,000 meals or however, however many meals in an entire year isn't going to destroy your progress. So at the end of the day, it's okay. It's okay to eat at this time of the year. It is the holiday season. You only see these people once a year or very even... Less often than that. So realistically, it's be a part of the moment and enjoy their time together because you won't get this time back. And yes, if it includes food, by all means, we're just trying to help you prevent from mindless eating and a lack of awareness around how much you're taking in at the end of the day. So then you don't put on all all this fat while you're trying to enjoy the moment. Just understand this is what's going on. Yeah.
0: Let what Chris said almost hack your brain. There's 4,000 meals in a year, something like that, and this is only one meal. This is one time, one day. That's it. So it's okay to eat a little more because if you're following a good diet plan, if you're being consistent with it, if you're going to the gym, you're resistance training, you're being consistent with that, then one meal, one day, that's not going to ruin 364 days of progress unless you're inconsistent all those other days. So as long as you're someone who is very conscientious about your goals and you really want to succeed in the gym and you really want to succeed with your diet plan, whatever your goal is, fat loss or to build more muscle, whatever it might be, this one meal isn't going to do anything. You just need to really lay back and yes, follow these strategies, but enjoy your day. There's no point of going to a Christmas celebration, a Christmas party and not being able to enjoy it because you're so stressed out about what you're eating. And every time you eat something that's conventionally considered unhealthy, you feel bad about yourself and you feel down. That's not fun. That's not the spirit of Christmas, not the spirit of the holiday season. That's not how you want to be. You want to enjoy your family, your friends, your loved ones. You might only see them once a year. You want to enjoy what's supposed to be one of the most wholesome, family-oriented, fun-loving events of the year. And don't let a bad mentality with and relationship with food ruin that. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, that was perfectly put. That was actually the perfect ending to this episode. Why? Thank you, Chris. (laughs) Because that is exactly what we want from all of you guys and from us that these are the best tips that we can give you and understand that it is a holiday. It is a fun, loving time with each other. But for all those out there, uh, know that us Generation Fitters, I love my sweets (laughs) and I will have them in moderation and I will be aware of them. So understand I'm not trying to be the guy that's a hypocrite and saying you see a picture of me eating a cookie in my mouth and be like, "Oh, mindless eating." Be like, "No, no, 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 no." I'm still going to have my cookies. I'm still have my eggnog. Actually, I actually haven't had eggnog in years, but I guess I have to have it now. I don't now. even like it. I don't even like know. I Is that controversial. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what's inside of it at this point. I completely forgot what's inside. I haven't had it in like I'd say 3 or 4 years. I, I eggnog. I'd, <laughs> I'd rather I'd rather just have Baileys, honestly. If yeah, yeah. yeah. You know Bailey's? Baileys. Yeah, I know what the, Yeah, I know what Irish creamer. Okay. Yeah. Oh, so good. I'd rather have that on, with my other stuff. But um, yeah. But here, this is episode four, the holiday. Is episode four? Episode
0: three? I episode that. three. Chris doesn't even know because he's so excited about our podcast. <laughs> I'm so that, excited. Yeah. Special edition. <laughs> we don't even need to know episode numbers. Very special. Um, Yes. Episode three is the holiday edition, navigating fat loss during the holidays. Guys, definitely go to www.thegenerationfit.com. We've got loads of free resources, articles, videos, so much stuff that can help you guys out. You can subscribe to the email list there also, and we just got tips for free rolling out every single week, Um, alerts on our podcast, new episodes, and stuff like that. So we definitely recommend it. Yep, so from the Generation Fit
1: team, happy holidays, merry Christmas. I wish you could see our sweaters because I'm wearing Darth Vader.
0: And- oh, yes, I have a jacked, muscly Santa Claus on my
1: um Christmas sweater, so uh happy holidays Merry Christmas happy Kwanzaa happy Kwanzaa everything
0: (laughs) yes well, we can't leave out like uh Hanukkah now so happy Hanukkah (laughs) I don't know when it is this year (laughs) have a good one guys